Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. So glad you can be with us again today as we navigate the trenches of commercial real estate investing. In November of 2020, Wesley Yates co-founded VFR Capital Investments, a multifamily syndication company that is owned and operated by a team of veterans and first responders. Wesley serves as the CEO and has led his team in growing their portfolio from zero to 862 units estimated at 70 million in assets under management. Wesley, take us into the show and share an experience that helped shape who you are today. Thanks, Alan, for having me on the show and, you know, speaking with your audience. Yeah. So I guess you could say everything that I've built <laughs> my success off, all the, the experience that I've had here recently has really derived from my time spent in the Marine Corps. I spent nine years in the Marines, all on active duty. I would say between the leadership courses, the experience leading other Marines, basically how to overcome diversities, overcome problems has really uh, brought a lot of the those strategies and experience to the world of being an entrepreneur. So we'd have to credit a lot of stuff to my time spent in the Marine Corps. You say that there's adversities and problems in real estate investing? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's all sort of China roses. Yes. So. Well, yes. Well, Wesley, glad to have you with us here. So you've been on a real estate investment journey for, well, at least 2000. What, 2000 is when you got actually started your company. But I'm sure you were on that journey before 2020. So take us on that journey. Yeah, it wasn't much longer. It was before that. I actually started my journey in July 2019. So not much longer before that. And it really started off as I got invited to to do, you know, capital raising for a different group. And I was successful, but the team had kind of wasn't the right fit for me. So that fell and got picked up to do operations for hospitality. I had, you know, quite a few of those under contract up and going in a short period of time. COVID hit and we all know what happened to the hospitality market. If you don't, it it took a nosedive and then started another endeavor and was asked to be, you know, kind of the operations for a fund manager, a co-manager of a $100 million fund. Really didn't have the right partner there in place. And there was a few things that just didn't pan out there. So I'd also along the way picked up a few good connections. And that's when we finally all decided, look, if we're really going to do this, the most important thing to me and to us, people that I had attracted was, which were other veterans and other first responders, was the team and more so the, I guess you could say the strategies and the morals and values behind those strategies of what we wanted to stand for and how we wanted to acquire our assets within our portfolio, I should say. So that's where the VFR capital investments <laughs> really came together. So. Yeah. So it was a, as it was quite a few, I would say, you know, felling my way forward. It, it sounds easy to say here in just a, what, three minutes to explain, but we're still talking about roughly about 18 months of constantly, you know, failing from one endeavor, picking myself up, dusting myself up, looking back. What did I learn? What could I have done better? What do I need to do different moving forward and moving it? So yeah, it was a fun journey. 
(laughs) (laughs) Wesley, there's a big gap here, it seems to me like, from the Marine Corps to capital raising. Surely you didn't just one day, oh, I'm going to go out and raise capital. There's just a little bit to that aspect of it. So fill us in on on how. Oh, yeah, I got out of the Marine Corps in also July of 2014. And, you know, kind of took a few jobs here and there. My main concern was getting, you know, getting my daughter. And so I got her and it was just really just me and her against the world, so to speak. Finally relocated back home to a small town in East Texas and started going back to college. A lot of that delay there was when I filed all of my, hey, for all my benefits to the VA, they sent me a letter back that said, we have no record of you. <laughs> like what? You know, I only served nine years. You have none, but it was a good fight. I mean, I had to reach out to the county clerk's office to see if they could help. And it took me eventually going to my local congressman <laughs> before Congress, Louis Gomer. He wrote a letter to the VA Board of Corrections and the, yeah, the VA and the Naval Board of Corrections to be like, hey, where's this guy's stuff? You know, he's sitting there in my office. I'm like, hey, look, this is, here's this, here, here's this. He, I'm showing all my contracts. Luckily, I kept good records. But so, yeah, it took about two years. And then I went back to college. I put myself through school. And then, yes, how I got my into the merging of that, because I was about to go work at Amazon. I was going to do operations, basically manufacturing, engineering, you know, an operations manager for Amazon. And I mean, I had the contract I had, you know, okay, here's the, this is where they're going to give me an Asana bonus. I mean, it was all in writing. I was like, I'm good. All right. But I met a lovely lady that I'm now married to, and she was in real estate. So she started taking me to these real estate networking events as a plus one. And it wasn't long before. And I was like, oh, okay, let me talk to you. Oh, you know, that ambitious mind of me of like, oh man, there's some potential here. Oh, I can really make some money here. Oh, I could really, you know, build something with this. And well, July 19th, I got that phone call from a team and said, hey, we've heard about you. We've heard about your character. Do you, would you be interested in, you know, joining our team and coming out to this networking event tomorrow? And that was, you know, that was really it. I said yes. And that's the good point that I have behind that. If you believe in yourself, if you believe in your potential, then say yes to the opportunity and learn what you need to get it done. And that's exactly what I did. I told them on the call, they asked me, hey, do you want to do syndication? And I asked, do I need a license for that? And they're laughing at me. Hmm. And I'm like, but do I? So the very first meeting I went to, you know, the networking event that I meet to, you know, it was a two and a half hour trip from my house and I showed up and they're like, all right, go talk. There are investors in here. Like, oh, okay. So started talking to them and they're asking me all kinds of questions with all funky acronyms. What is cash on cash? What is IRR? What is ROI? What is your you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, there's a lot to learn here. But, you know, I didn't want to tell them the wrong answer. It's something I'm very big on is I'm never going to tell someone a lie just to earn their business. I told them the truth. It's early in our process. We don't have all of our numbers dialed in. If you can give me a way to get back a hold of you when we have all those answers, I would be happy to get you your answers. Five cards right there. Probably had about a little between about half a million and a million dollars of what they were looking to place between the five of them. Went back over to that group and I was like, okay. I've got questions. What does this and this mean? Because I've got these five investors potentially that want to, they're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I pretty much (laughs) learned that every time I had a question I didn't know how to answer, I'd circle back up to the group, ask it, keep going. So, you know, I was willing to put myself in an uncomfortable situation for the potential 
not even a guarantee, the potential of getting closer to the lifestyle that I wanted to live. Well, so you went into this, started raising funds. You didn't even know what the heck you were talking about, and you had never done a fundraising project. Am I understanding this correctly? You are understanding that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, bravo for you. That's not many people are going to step into that and certainly not find the kind of success that you have found within this short period of time. From capital raising, you went to hospitality and then you connected with a multifamily investment group. Is that the trajectory we're on here? Pretty much. Yeah. And I started just attracting other, you know, kind of experienced or eager veterans and first responders that really wanted to get, you know, some were already in, you know, single family had been, a, had a very successful career in single family and were merging over into the multifamily space. So, you know, I had someone there that was very experienced that could kind of give that you know, they've been doing it for about 20 years between, you know, you know, both of them, uh, mm. my asset managing partners. And really, I had to have someone that could help me with numbers that was very analytical. And so I found a gentleman that I knew from back in early days at the Marine Corps that went on to be an archaeologist. And he was like, I was like, okay, what are you in an arch as an archaeologist? And he said, like, well, we go and we collect artifacts. We have all this. We got to enter all the data and we got to analyze everything. I was like, okay, so like data entry and analy. I was like, have you ever underwrote real estate? And he's like, no, what? No, how? <laughs> but, you know, him and I got together. Yeah. Yeah. He had the skills, transferable yeah. skills. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And so failing forward, you mentioned that. What do you mean when you say failing forward? So what I mean by that is I mean, we've probably heard the motivational failing forward and, you know, you don't truly fail as long as you learn all of that. There's some truth behind that. It's not just raw, raw. It's not just motivation. There's some lessons behind that, but it's up to you on what is the results after you hit that wall. After you hit that dead end, do you turn off the vehicle and say, I'm done? Or do you back up and you go a different direction and you find a new alternative? So something big in the military is we have after action reports. We circle up with every leadership and every person involved with that. And we look at it. What went successful? What was another failure? What ideas and strategies could we look at? to overcome the failures and have a more successful mission the next time. So that's what I had to do. I had to accept the failure. I had to accept the responsibility of my part in it. That's hard to do for some people. I had to take it and I couldn't go and say, well, you partnered with me. So some of this is yours. No, I had to say, I was a part of this. It's my fault because going and placing blame to someone that's not willing to accept their own blame is only going to cause a confrontation and get you nowhere further closer to the well, really the starting line, but finish line, the goal. And that's something that I, you know, I was willing to sit back and go, okay, cool. I screwed up bad. Where could I have done differently? Yeah, I'll highlight where, hey, that I didn't have the right partner. They were responsible for this. That went bad. What could I have done to make sure my partner, my team was more successful at? What could I have done there? And look at that. And then I look at it and go, okay, do I need to rebuild a new endeavor with this team? Do I need to rebuild a team that's more suited around my weaknesses and to cover my weaknesses and know my strengths? And that's exactly what I had to do. So failing my way forward is exactly what I did. I failed. I regrouped within myself, <laughs> had a little inner meeting here and said, okay, what do I need to do to do better to go forward from here? So that's exactly, I mean, you look at really any successful entrepreneur's lifestyle and they say, oh, I've never failed. They're lying. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's the case with anybody. Wesley, tell us what it is that you have to offer and how it is that our audience can connect with you. Yes. So I still feel like not just from the lessons I've learned that I could offer that to hopefully prevent someone else from having to make that mistake to learn that lesson. I'd be happy with doing that. Our team now, we have started up opportunities and really a whole second company to truly help other people that not just want to be investors, but if they want to take an active play into syndication and we can really help them. We started a company that's a commercial mortgage brokerage and we've really leveraged the connections that we have with the lenders that we're working with, as well as with us being operators ourselves now. I mean, I think eventually I I would say doing It was uh, last weekend was my one year mark of the first ever apartment, really piece of real estate that I ever took down and $70 million later in about, you know, 13 months, we've had, well, 12 months, you know, going on 13, we've really developed a very fluid and strong strategy of how to develop a portfolio quickly and how to properly manage that. And we've learned less, we've made mistakes and learned from along the way. The goal is to never make the same mistake twice. But with those lessons and that viewpoint, we've really been able to help others with that brokerage and sourcing the right debt for them. It's not just about the right terms and the right loan. It's also important to know the right lender for your project. And not a lot of brokers even know what I mean when I say that. Because they've never operated the real estate that they're ultimately providing debt for. You really need to know, okay, hey, when I take over this asset, that's when I'm saying racing to the starting line. That's the start. You're closing on your apartment, your asset, whatever that may be, is the starting. And having the right lender, I mean, we've got one lender that, I mean, if you said you're going to update or upgrade three, two bedrooms, two, one bedrooms, five, two, you know what? They're going to hold you exactly to that. You know, you said you're going to spend $20,000 on, you know, a dog park and, you know, I'm just throwing numbers out here randomly. And then that's exactly what they want to see. And then others are like, Hey, look, we said, you said your CapEx total was going to be a million bucks. And you said you were going to be completed in this moment. Just, and you said your NLI was going to be here by the end of it all. Okay. That's what we want to hit. Right. So knowing who, really knowing who is the right fit for your project is something that we really can truly advise our clients on. But we don't just stop there. We also do co-sponsoring and I've helped one client where they needed more experience and more credibility. And we've spent a lot of time betting them out, said, you know what, to help you have that credibility, I'll be a co-sponsor with this. And I'll throw my SREO and our door count next to yours and help you win that contract, win that bid. We've also, you know, had one guy that he was 30 days from closing, had no attorney, had no property management, had no insurance. (laughs) So I just started making phone calls for him and saying, hey, look, you know, this client needs some help. Would, you know, do me a favor and by helping them. And, you know, I had all of our vendors and all of our connections. So we like to partner with people to help them the best way we can. But I don't promise miracles and I don't promise anything that, you know, I really don't make promise. Uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. If I tell you, hey, that's beyond what we can do, it's beyond what our capabilities, the best bet is for you to do ABC, that's what I'm going to leave you with. Because I'm not going to sell someone 
just to tr- get an opportunity to, to try. Because I understand when you have that contract, how long it took you to get it, how much energy you put into that, how much effort it took to get that. I don't want to waste your time just so that I can hopefully profit from you. I want to see anyone that works with us to say, you know what? They helped me out. Or you know what? They at least led me to the right direction. That's what we want. So Wesley, it seems like somewhat of a miracle to get from no property management, no insurance, no lender, and get that done with in 30 days. That's quite an undertaking. Congratulations on that. Enlightened investors, you can connect with Wesley by going to our show notes and there you will find a link to his calendar, a scheduling calendar, and you can schedule a chit chat with him on that link there. Talk to us, Wesley, about building the right path, not just for you, but for all of us. So first, you got to know where you're going. You got to know where you are and you got to know where you're going. Because without knowing those two things, how do you know where you're going? I mean, I can't remember who said it, but it's like, if you don't have any goal of getting anywhere, then you're never going to get there. I probably butchered that, but I think we got the gist of it. So that's really what's first thing I would figure out is where you want to be. And it might, you might not need to know exactly, I want to be a CEO of blah, 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 blah. But think of more broad if you have to start broad. This is the lifestyle. I want to live. Start there. And then you can start figuring out what I did is I started studying people that had the life that I wanted. And then I started looking at, okay, how did they do it? And then I had to start looking at me. Where am I? What do I have? What do I bring to the table? You know, because you don't need to have, you don't need to be a jack of all trades. You just need to understand what you have, what you're good at. Does that fill a role, a need in your journey to reach your destination and then go find the right team, the right partners to fulfill those other roles. So really, that's something I would figure that out, you know, figure out where you are, figure out where you want to be, and then start drawing your journey and your path of how to get from point A to point B. And I can promise you it's not a straight line. (laughs) Uh, There's going to be some ups, there's going to be some downs, there's going to be some twists, there's going to be some turns. And, you know, all along the way, you're going to have to revisit that. All right, where am I now? Am I still wanting to go to the same place? Or has that changed? So, I mean, because where I originally started, I was $10,000 a month would be, oh yeah, you know, that was it. But now I'm like, okay, there's more out there. There's levels to this. I'm connecting with people that if a hundred million dollars isn't thrown around the conversation, you've lost their interest. So you've really just got to sit down and ask yourself and spend some time drawing some things out and connecting with people. And, you know, I showed up and put myself around people that were smarter than me, that were more successful than me. And you know, I learned a lot from that and from those rooms. It's okay to be the, it's, in fact, it's, it should be a need to be the smaller person in the room. Wesley, where are you going from here? You know, I need to go to the gym from here. <laughs> now, in all reality, I've got a lot of things going. And what we're doing is we're really still building our team for the brokers to help more and more people as that need grows. But I'm also looking at, you know, still helping others that just want to stay on the passive side. I originally, you know, once I went to more of the operation, realized that was more of how my brain went of running the teams and overseeing projects and overseeing all of that. You know, I kind of stepped back from really raising capital, but wanted it to be more of an organic thing where if people felt, hey, you're the right fit for me. I trust you. I feel like you can at least. And, you know, if you have something, send it my way. So that's kind of something I've been looking at. You know, hey, I'd like to see where I can help people if they just want to stay on the passive side and what they need to do. The first question I'm probably going to ask you is, what are you looking for with your investment from your investment? Because it's not a matter of what I'm not going to try to sell you on that. I'm going to just say, okay, cool. 
I'll put you on my account or my roster. And if there's an opportunity that I feel fits that need, I'll send you over the information. So really what I'm doing is I'm just trying to expand on my portfolio, still reach more of a passive income. I still have personal goals that I want to hit for myself. But, you know, that's really where I'm, I feel like I'm going forward is looking at, you know, what's that next chapter of old? And I'd like to see, you know, we've got a good portfolio of multifamily. I'm really trying to get that stabilized. You know, it was a very ha- heavy value add portfolio we built, you know, looking at a few different industries that are more cash flow, finding that right balance. So really, I'm, I would say next for me is working on the balance of between equity growth, cash flow, time to, you know, into the company, into my crazy world of, an, you know, being an entrepreneur and family. I've got four kids and a wife and I'd like them to know who I am when it's all said and done. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. That's, those are important aspects, Wesley. So in the last year, essentially you've acquired something like 800 units and all of those are value add units. All but about two. They all had a value add component to it. Yes. But there was one asset that I would say was pretty much stabilized. It was already at your 95% occupancy and, you know, it was already had like, I think a full round of renovations and it was already on the last tail of its full second round of renovations. So yeah, we have two properties right now that I would say are very value add. Uh, one we're putting about forty five thousand a door into, and we took it over at zero percent occupancy. It's one hundred and twenty five doors. The other one we took over at sixty. I think it was about sixty five when we we're all said and done and closed. Sixty five percent occupancy, and that had some units that were all the way down to the studs, and you know some se- sewer work, and you know some severe plumbing work, and foundation, and you know you name it. But for the most part, you know, yeah. Pretty good value add. So we picked those up one right after another too. So <laughs> close uh, over, close on the other in December. So um, we got our hands. Uh, are they in similar locations? Or? Yes. Luckily, those are, you know, all of our assets are that we are in charge of the asset management are in Texas, which is where majority of our team is located. That's still a very massive undertaking. I mean, zero occupancy, 65% occupancy. Don't have a whole lot of time left here, but how did you get those financed? Well, that was the challenge there. It had to do a lot with the credibility. It had to do a lot with the market study and and then really getting the sign over on your business plan. You know, looking at a lender is a lot like looking at it from an investor point of view. You know, what am I going in at? How am I getting paid throughout? And what is my exit? And most importantly, where and who is this project? What I mean by where is the project located? Is that a good market? And who is the one that's ultimately in charge of this business plan and carrying it out. So we had to build the right team to get those lenders to sign off, to get those investors to invest. So it was important to show that, you know, we were willing to be as transparent as it took to say, hey, this is everything that we pulled. This is all the market. Ask a question. There's no question that we won't go and find the answer for, or I don't already have the answer. So it wasn't easy, but we were able to partner with some other good co-sponsors and, you know, pull all of us together and we got the job done and those are in work now. We're still working on those, but I'm sure you are. (laughs) Well, Wesley, major undertaking, tremendous success in a very short period of time. It's been wonderful having you today, Enlightened Investors. I know you've enjoyed our chat with Wesley today. Be sure and connect with Wesley for more information and insights. Thank you, Wesley, for being with us today. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. 
As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.